Welcome to Flip the Switch on Life podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Marie. I'm an embodiment life coach here to help you live an empowered and soulful life. I guide women towards self-healing to take back their power so that they can start living life by their own rules and embrace their true authenticity. This podcast is your go-to where I will be giving you all the tools and resources to start the process of self-healing, doing the deep inner work, and developing your spiritual wellness. There is so much power in embodying your true self, but we often allow fear and comfortability control our lives, keep us playing small, and settling for less than we deserve. By learning to rewire your subconscious, you will discover your truest and your highest self. You will learn how to take back control and flip the switch on your life. So thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, my beautiful humans, and welcome back to another week. Ah, I am super relaxed after this episode, and I hope you will be too, because we're talking all things vacations, and we're talking with vacations with a twist. We're talking about how to actually get into vacation mode more often to increase your productivity. And I know a lot of you are like, okay, yeah, I know vacations make me feel good and I want to take them more often, but I can't. And I'm going to say you can. And I have an incredible guest with me today. Her name is Jenica Day Carrera and she is combining her education with Kingsiology, Kings she Kingsiology yeah, we're going to keep that. And psychology with her MBA. And she had this lived experience in Cancun where she lived there for three years. And her philosophy was that, hey, I live where people vacation. Of course, my life is going to be amazing. Of course, I'm going to be in vacation mode all the time, which it wasn't. And so she really devoted her work towards becoming a vacation expert and she spent the last eight years conceptualizing researching and writing a book on the science of vacations and now she's on a mission to teach everyone how to vacation optimally to prevent burnout and improve their health and wellness she is the innovator of vacation hero method promising a 11 percent increase in happiness this is such a cool episode because we are diving into more of the science research behind vacations, the three skills that you need to learn to build the best vacation for yourself, and ultimately how you can take vacations every 10 weeks to increase your productivity, your inspiration, and creativity. And it doesn't matter if you have a budget or not, taking vacations every 10 weeks is going to increase your overall happiness by 11%. This is such a cool episode. I'm so excited to dive in. So let's get into it. So welcome, Jenica, to the podcast. How are you doing this evening? I am good. How are you? Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm doing great. I'm so excited to talk all things vacation and relaxation. This is such a new experience for the podcast, but I'm so excited to dive deeper into the methodology that you've been teaching and wrote a book on. So Jenica, could you share with us a little bit of like your background, your history, like how you got to where you're at and to talk about vacations in this level of depth. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
I'll start from, I guess, kind of the beginning. So I, when I was in university, I was on the wrestling team. So, which is kind of strange, I know. (laughs) But um, yeah, I was on the varsity wrestling team and we trained at really high levels. So I was, you know, practicing in the morning and in the afternoons. And what I found was that I was in, like, I was supposedly in really, really great shape. um, But I didn't feel good. Like Mm. I just felt exhausted all the time. My muscles were always sore mentally. I just like couldn't get it together to perform at my best. And so what I realized kind of later on was that I was kind of experiencing overtraining syndrome, which which means like you're not resting enough, you're not giving your muscles a a good enough break. Um, And so that was kind of my first taste of like this, this switch um, where I felt like, okay, rest is like really important. You know, that was kind of like this, okay, rest, you can't, you actually can't perform at your best unless you're resting. Yeah. So that was the first kind of like taste that I have had about like recovery and performance and how they're intertwined. And then um, many years later, I ended up going, I moved to Cancun. um, And you moved to Cancun. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So I got, I got a job teaching there. I was a teacher. I taught chemistry and biology in an international school. And I moved to Cancun and I ended up being there for three years. And um, before I got there, I was like, this is amazing. I figured out like the, like I figured out the formula for life. Like you move to a Mm. vacation destination and you work there and like, you're going to be on permanent vacation. And this is going to be like the best, right? I have it figured out. And so when I got there, it was great. And I had like an amazing time. But what I found is that I was still very stressed and I ended up feeling really burnt out after a year or two. And that was because I was just doing too much. Like, so the first year of teaching, you know, you're doing all these lesson plans. You're usually working like late into the night or on the weekends to kind of like get all your plans ready. Um, I wanted to learn Spanish. So I had a tutor three days a week. I was taking salsa classes. I really wanted to travel. So every weekend I would like go away to new places or like jet off somewhere. And so I ended up burning myself out. And I was like, what is going on? Like, how do you burn yourself out in a vacation destiny? Like, this was not the dream that I had coming here. Yeah. And so that was another kind of wake up call that was telling me, you know, look, it doesn't matter if you're on a beach in Cancun, you like, if you're not resting, and if you're not taking the time to like rejuvenate yourself in different ways, you're going to burn yourself out. So that was like another little realization that I had. And then after that, I ended up coming back to my hometown, Vancouver, and I did a master's in business. And then I um, started into a role in business and started working kind of like a nine to five job. And so I went from having 10 weeks of yearly vacation to two weeks of yearly vacation. And I thought, you know, like I was burnt out with 10 weeks of vacation. How am I going to make this work? Like, I feel like I'm setting myself up for disaster again. And so that's really kind of when I like did a deep dive into rest and recovery and occupational, um, like occupational recovery. And like, how can I really like make sure that burnout doesn't happen again? But I tried to do it kind of from like a scientific perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of played around with my vacation times and like tried to figure out like if I could vacation more frequently, if that worked, et cetera. And so I ended up just doing a bunch of research on my own. And I I found a lot of information. And so I just kind of started writing this book on all this, all this stuff that I found. And then it ended up, it's a full book, and it's gonna be published soon. But 
Um, it basically led me to this, you know, kind of title that I made for myself, which is vacation expert, because I have a lot of information that I want to share with people on how you can do it better. And I think mm. for so long, vacation has been this fun Cancun beach destination versus what the root of it really is, is taking a break from work to recover so that you can mm. come back and perform better. And yeah. so that's more, I'm trying to really reshape the way that we think about vacations and look at them from a, from a different perspective in order to improve our health and wellness. I love that. I, I really resonate with that because when I was working corporate, it was like, I, I was sharing with this uh, with you before we started recording. I was like, I couldn't wait to book my flight somewhere to f- leave my reality. And I feel for a lot of people, that's what vacations are. It's like they just want to spend money to really release this dopamine and this sensation of, oh my gosh, like finally I get to be myself. Finally, I get to relax. Finally, you know, I'm happy in these moments. And then, you know, we get the Sunday scaries or we start to just like fantasize about the next place that we can live. And truthfully, I have this philosophy of why can't your reality be a vacation? And when we're like on the topic of actually resting, I think it's so important to really echo that because for a lot of people, we, especially workaholics or high achievers, we, I mean, I always bring my computer everywhere I go. And so I would love to hear more on your findings. Cause you mentioned that you're like the vacation hero method promising 11% increase on happiness. So I want to hear more about that. And then I want to get deeper into like this rest and play is needed for productivity and all of that. Um, so share with us a little bit more about like, what is this method on increasing happiness? Because on a high level, we can all agree that when we're on a vacation soaking up the sun, I feel very happy. I'm sure collectively we all feel very happy. So I'm very curious how I can feel 11% more happy when I'm on <laughs> vacation. <laughs> yeah. So, so, okay. So I can get into the method for you. Um, so, and it's all backed by research. So this is very research-based, but again, research is exact. On the podcast, yes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So um, basically what the method is, is um, researchers have found that any, any experience that we have goes, you kind of go through three phases. Hey listeners, just wanted to interrupt your episode really quick to share that the Purposeful Soul Women's Retreat in Sedona, Arizona this April is now officially open for enrollment. We are so excited. So if you are looking to explore your soul's deeper purpose, if you're desiring to learn about your individuality, your spiritual gifts so that you can authentically express yourself more in your relationships, in your business, and in your life, if you are craving a community of soul-led women who are living on purpose, wanting to grow, wanting to expand, wanting to evolve, but you find it challenging to move through your own resistances to growth and you're looking to step into that next version of you, this retreat is calling you in. Every single retreat that we have done has allowed women to massively transform because it's an accelerator for growth, for healing, and massive transformation so that you can start taking radical ownership of your life and create the dream desired reality that you want. 
So if you are feeling the call to a retreat, go to the link in the bio and apply now. Now let's get right back into the episode. So the first phase is anticipation. So let's, we'll look at it obviously through a vacation lens. So if we have a vacation, the first phase is we anticipate the vacation. The second phase is we participate in the vacation. And the third phase is we reflect on the vacation. So each of those phases, generally, like you said, when you're on vacation, you're a lot happier, right? Yeah. So research shows that when people are on vacation, their health and wellness spikes. It's not just that you're happier, you're also healthier, um, you're less moody, you're more productive when you get home, all those things. Um, so you're happier when you're on vacation. But there's also these other two phases that we sometimes forget. And that's the period before our vacation where we anticipate it and the period after it where we reflect on it. And both of those phases, we also have increased health and wellness benefits, right? Mm. You're excited about your vacation coming up. If you're sitting in the office on um, Monday at 2 p.m. and you're thinking, look, I have this vacation booked in like six weeks from now, you get this little blip of like, I'm excited, right? Like, okay, this day, this day isn't going to be nearly as bad as it was if I didn't have a vacation plan, yeah. because look, I have a break coming, I have something to look forward to. And it doesn't yeah. even matter if it's, you know, being on a being on a beach in in Bali, it just it just means that you have, a, you have a little break from work coming up that you're yeah. really excited about. And it gives you that little extra skip in your step, right? So when we're anticipating a vacation, we have our increased health and wellness. And then when we reflect on our vacation, so right after we come home from vacation, we're usually still, depending on if you did it properly, which I can talk about later, but Ooh, depending yeah. on if you did it properly, you generally have this kind of like come down from your vacation where you're still experiencing the benefits of your vacation for a couple weeks after. So those are the three phases that we have in the vacation. So anticipation, generally, research will, researchers or research shows that it can be for, you know, about 16 weeks before a vacation, you can start having these benefits. But generally, we get the biggest boost about eight weeks before a vacation. And most people, you know, when you when you hear that, you kind of think, yeah, like two months before my vacation, I can usually get kind of excited about it. Yeah, so we get the biggest boost eight weeks before. Then when we're on vacation, say you go on vacation for seven days, your health and wellness goes up for those seven days. And then when you're reflecting on your vacation, generally the vacation benefits don't last very long after your vacation, but they say approximately two weeks <clears throat> before, before the benefits start to kind of like fade out. So <clears throat> this is actually very common. I'm just going to take a sip of tea here. Please. <laughs> Please, I literally have one or at least one to two beverages on, on the show. Always. <laughs> yeah. It's like <clears throat> today is like, so cold in Vancouver normally it's like not that cold here but it's mm. really cold in Dallas today too so yeah it's like it's like minus 10 and it never gets this cold but my throat is like so dry oh my gosh um, well, let's just normalize coughing and taking sips of water so that's okay yeah. we're here for it <laughs> okay great great okay um so yeah so we have the eight weeks before say we're on vacation for seven days we have increased health and wellness and then um, usually it's about two weeks after where we're reflecting on our vacation that we still have some of these benefits from our vacations. So what I recommend is every approximately 10 weeks, we should be taking a vacation. And that's because Love that. I, I look at it as if we can always be in one of these phases, mm. anticipation, participation, and reflection, if we can always be in one of those phases, we will have increased health and wellness over our baseline 
Wow. So what I recommend is that instead of looking at it as three phases, just, you know, a vacation, I like to look at it as a vacation cycle. And I believe that we should be cycling through each of these phases five times a year, because that's approximately how much time we have throughout the year with the eight weeks and the two weeks after and the vacation in between. So if we can consistently have a vacation that we're anticipating, participating in or reflecting on, then our health and wellness is going to be bumped up over baseline throughout the entire year. And through my calculations with a couple different studies that I've looked at, it's it's approximately an 11% boost if we can do that. Oh my God, my throat <laughs> is still like... I think that's so fascinating oh. to really think about that because for a lot of us, we're not always thinking in vacation mode, especially like high achievers, business owners, whether or even when you're, especially when you're working corporate because mm-hmm. you're focusing on you know, the little time you have off, right? Or taking even potentially like weekend trips, so to speak. Um, And so I think it's really fascinating to hear that there is a 11% increase, but if we can be in one of those phases all the time, then we really have something to look look for. And so Jenica, I'm really curious too, I'm taking a little bit of a, of a detour here in our conversation for a second. What is your thought and philosophy on making your reality a vacation? Because I, and I acknowledge that, you know, not every day is going to feel like a vacation, whether you're living your dream or not, that's just reality. Like you're going to have bad days, but what is the thought process? If you, if you have an opinion on this, on people that are escaping their reality versus people that have been making the reality a vacation mindset, so to speak, and where you can travel when you want, you could do what you want, get paid for what you want to do and be of service of and whatnot. And and what is your thought on that in regards to people that are just like, oh my God, I can't wait to like get the F out of work on Friday. And then, oh my gosh, Sunday scaries happen again. And have like a rinse and repeat. Yeah, such a good question, because I feel like so many people struggle with this. I so I also like you, I believe that you should have a life that you've designed that you're happy with, right? So I believe everyone should be happy when they're working. And actually, research shows that most people are happier working, regardless, even when income is controlled for and it's just because people like speaking to other people, being productive, performing, talking to other people, having something to do in the morning, having a routine. So I in no way would ever say like, stop working and just go on a permanent vacation because I don't think that that's healthy for people. You would totally get bored. You would get so bored. So, um, oh, I still have this tickle in my throat. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, but I don't think that there is a way to design a life where you're on permanent vacation, even if you're working because, and this is the thing is that even if you love your job, you still need a break from it. Yeah. So, and that's because it doesn't matter what you're doing. This is a, this is a good analogy here. So if it doesn't matter if you love or hate exercise, if you do 100 push-ups, your muscles are going to be sore. Right. So it doesn't matter if you love or hate your job, you are still going to experience cognitive stress when you're working. And that's just because thinking, you know, scheduling appointments, um, um, talking to people, 
um, meetings, all of those things, even if you are obsessed and you love your job so much, you're still going to experience stress from it. And if you experience stress from your job, you need a break from it. You need a vacation. (laughs) You need a vacation. And so I, I totally agree. I think everyone should design a life that they're excited to wake up for in the morning, but there's, um, kind of this, this, um, this thinking that if you have a job that you love, you don't, you don't need a vacation. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I disagree with that because I think that even if you love your job, you still need a vacation and that's because you need to rest. But you also, when you take breaks can be more creative. You can activate different areas of your brain. You can think differently. You can enjoy your work more because when you get a break from something, generally you think, Oh, I want to get back to work. I'm excited. It's like chocolate. Yeah. If you take a, if you go like an entire month without chocolate or sorry, you go an entire month eating chocolate and then you take a weekend away from chocolate, you come back to it. And that first bite feels so good. Right. So, so there's a lot of benefits, even if you love your job in taking breaks from it. I love that because it's kind of sometimes a reminder for me too, because it's like, I love what I do. And I know I need breaks and I rest more. And I don't know if you're into human design, but I'm a projector in human design. So we are actually designed to rest more than all the other types because we um, get, we, we take in so much energy and we expel so much energy. And so it's sometimes it's challenging because I'm like, well, wait, I want to do, 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 do. I'm so excited about this project, so on and so forth. But it is so imperative that we do take rest. And I do want to spend some time there too, because resting and playing is so important for productivity. And I know us high achievers, and I know even people that are in a more, what's the word that I'm looking for? I'll keep it general, whatever you do for work and whether if you're a mom, if you have kids, if you are putting your energy into other things, which we all do, having rest and play is so important to show up as your most authentic best self. And I think that's something to also add here because vacations are amazing and I am learning so many new things, especially around the method of like anticipation and then the reflection component And I think also for a lot of us that are, again, high achievers or pouring our energy into other people, putting people in front of ourselves, we're really neglecting ourselves, which is the resting and the playing. And I don't think we really consciously always think about, oh, if I actually take time for myself, I'm going to show up better in this relationship. I'm going to show up better in my work. I'm going to show up better for my client, show up better for my kids. And so- I think it's so important to also recognize like it isn't just like a money pit. It's actually like for your health. And so that's something I also want to – there's so many things, but it's like especially my my brain went off when you said taking a vacation, you said five times a year. Is that what you said or you said 10 times a year? Five, five. times – Five times yeah. a year. And it's like, if we know that we need to rest and play, it's better for productivity. It's better to show up, you know, filling our cup up and then giving it to others. How do we manage ourselves? Because I think that can be really tricky for a lot of people that are listening. I'm like, okay, vacations, yes, but like five times a year, how can I even afford that? And are there any like, Way, which I think you shared this too. Are there any ways to do vacations where you're, we're not spending a lot of money, but we're really getting the benefits 
of a vacation to rest and play and like unplug? Yeah, I love that question. So there's four myths that I've kind of identified that people believe about vacations. And one of them is that you have to travel. Mm, so, okay. Yeah. So I, I like to make sure that people can see those two terms, travel and vacation independently, because we often intertwine them and use them as meaning the exact same thing. And the definition of vacation that I have is really just a period of rest and recovery um, in any location. It's rest and recovery from work so that you can be better performing later on at your job. And so travel and vacation, two separate concepts. So we don't have to travel. So mm. really what we should be doing is there's three things and I can get into those things later, but um, we need to, we need to be recovering during our vacation. And we don't, we can do that on a beach in Cancun, or we can do that on a park bench, reading a book um, five steps away from our house. Mm. Right. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing. So when people hear like, Oh, five vacations a year, I could never do that. There's no way it's so expensive, but I want people to look at it from a different lens and it's not about hopping on a plane. You can, if you want to, um, but travel is also very stressful, like, yeah. to, you know, like searching for vacations, um, paying for them, paying for things is stressful, um, preparing for them, you know, um, just all the things, right? Yeah. Traveling can be stressful. So that's really not the best way to spend a vacation. It can be, it can be a great way to spend it, but it's not necessarily the best. And it might just be better, you know, to, to read an entire book over five days and go for a walk every day and listen to music and have your phone away and turning off the computer and all that. It might just be better for you um, to do that really close to home and you'll feel more rested and rejuvenated for your work than it would be if you hopped on a plane and went somewhere. So it's not about traveling. Mm, which I think is such a misconception because a lot of people think of vacation and travel. So what's your philosophy here? How can we get in that same mindset of unplugging and having that like dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin rush of just like, ah, oh, like I am at peace and yes, like the sun and maybe sometimes the beach can really give it to us. But like it's it's really like I always teach too, like and everything is energy. And so it's not the thing that we're chasing. It's the energy and it's the feeling that we're chasing. So how can we apply this to the vacation embodiment feeling um, without actually traveling anywhere. Yeah. So it's all really, and I feel like you will probably relate to this a lot is that it's all about like knowing yourself and mm. what's going to help you recover. Right. So there's a couple things that researchers have found are consistent across like most people. So there's three main vacation skills that I like to think about. One is relax. So whatever you do, you should be doing something relaxing. Mm -hmm. um, the other one is control. So generally when we're working, we work about 40 hours a week, usually doing something for somebody else. So somebody else is in control of our time often. So we want to be doing something that we're in control of and that we're excited about and that, you know, is something that we want to do. And the third one is detach. So we want to be detached from work, both physically and mentally. So we want to be out of the office. We don't want to be near a computer and we want to make sure that if we start thinking about work, we say, no, nope, I'm not thinking about work right now. I'm on vacation. So those are kind of the three mm -hmm. skills. Mm -hmm. And then 
outside of those skills, there's a bunch of different activities that anyone can do. And that's, you know, doing light exercise, jogging, swimming, um, biking, those types of things. Being in nature is a big one. That's been shown to be really important for recovery. Um, socializing is another one. If you're, if you're introverted, you know, spend maybe a little bit of time socializing and more time alone. Um, but there, there's sleeping, catching up on sleep, all of those things can be done, but it's also important that you look inside you and design, design a vacation for you. Because I think a lot of times people will look on Instagram or TikTok and be like, Oh, that looks like an amazing vacation. I'm just going to go book it. And it's like, it was, it was an amazing vacation for that person. Is it going to be an amazing vacation for you? Um, and you want to make sure, like I said, introverted and extroverted, some people might want their entire vacation to be spent alone. Other people might want to socialize. Um, some people might want to go skiing. Other people might want to sit and read a book like I talked about. So it's, it's really about designing a vacation for you. That's going to allow you to exercise those three skills, relaxation, control, and detachment. I love that. I never thought of it that way of relaxation, control, and detachment, but that's so true because one, a lot of the times we're not relaxed on our vacations. Again, especially when we're high achievers, we run our own business. Um, we're just go, 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 or other people are dependent on us. And so we bring our work with us, which I do sometimes. <laughs> so I need to get better at that. Um, and then I think also recognizing to detach and being okay with that detachment. And I also love what you're sharing around, um, designing a, vacation that fits you because I agree with you. There's been times where I've gone on, like I've had friends in the past, like, oh yeah, like let's go to Yacht Week in Croatia. And it's like so cool to be in a new country, but to really think about, is that actually a vacation? I don't know because partying for seven days, I don't think that's like my cup of tea anymore type of thing. So I declined it. I was like, that's not a vacation for me. So I love what you're sharing is just really turning inward and asking yourself, what does vacation look like to me? But ultimately, and this is something that's kind of coming into my brain right now is like creating this sense and feeling of vacation mode more frequently, whether or not you're going somewhere traveling. um, It's like getting out of the house. Like you said, it's going in nature. It's like, us as a society, we're so plugged into our phone and technology. And when our phone goes off, we look at it. So to me, it's almost, it is a skill. It's like, how can you actually start to unplug from work, whether or not you love what you do or you don't, or you're in a transition, whatever that is, how do you get to that place where you can get into vacation mode and that energy to just fully unwind and relax? Yeah, it's, it's hard. And that's why I think that this information is so relevant right now, because I believe one of the most important things we can do right now is compartmentalize our lives. And I make a lot of references to athletes, because I think that they've, they're one step ahead of us. I think that they realized some of this information before we did. And now we need to apply that to a working situation. Mm. You look at somebody like Tiger Woods, and he's very good at when he's playing golf, he's playing golf when he's doing something else he's doing something else and I think that one of the things that we all need to work on is compartmentalizing I have children so when I'm working I like I'm like I turn off the mom mode and I say I'm I'm working right now I don't get very much time to do it right now but I'm working right now and that's my time 
when I come out from working and I'm with my kids, it's now I'm turning into mom mode. I put my phone away. I don't touch it when I'm with them for the most part, because I want to compartmentalize my life. And it's Mm -hmm. easier if I can do that and say, work is work. Children are when I'm I'm in mom mode, I'm in mom mode. And when I'm resting, I'm in rest mode. And if you can compartmentalize, I think your life will just be a lot better. And that's what a lot of this is about. It's about taking that time for vacations and compartmentalizing, relaxing, detaching, controlling, so that you can really get the full benefits of rest. And then when you're at work, you're like, let's go, right? It's like Ah. work hard, work hard, rest hard. And I think Ah. that we have, we have way too much like overflow into different areas of our life that we're kind of like, am I working? Am I on Instagram? And I, am I being a mom right now? Am I like, am I taking my dog? It's like restlessness. Like, yeah. Like when we're scrolling, like I, I notice myself that I'm, I'm getting, I'm improving more, but like when I'm tired, I'll watch a movie and I'm like, I'm still tired, but I rested. It's like, no, you didn't. Your brain did not mm-hmm. rest one bit. If mm-hmm. you close your eyes, you would feel more rested. And I think as a collective, as a society, it is really hard for us to just like unplug fully. But I love this methodology. And again, looking at evidence that the most like high achievers that could possibly be when we look at athletes, like they're like, they're paid per their performance. They have to perform at a very high level they rest, they recover. And we don't like, it's like, we just kind of, yeah, whatever. That's not our job. But actually that same mentality should be starting to implant into ourselves because like you said, we'll have a lot more bliss. We'll have a lot more fulfillment and happiness. And if we can compartmentalize, and I, I know that there's a way to compartmentalize in like the best way versus, you know, compartmentalizing emotions and feelings, but compartmentalizing our life in a way where it's like, okay, like I'm here. I'm even like putting a timer on for a certain period of time until you like don't touch your phone. That has been really helpful. Um, so I, I, I totally resonate. I think that it's so important that it just we need to start acknowledging that more rest is going to give us more product, more productivity, more inspiration, more creativity. You don't get inspired by sitting at your desk. You get inspired by like being out in the world, period. Mm-hmm. And so when we can start to see that for what it is, or even just trying that hat on, I think could be really beneficial for all of us. Yeah. And I, I also want to make the distinction too, because a lot of listeners will probably be thinking like, oh, I can't take like that much time off work, right? It's five vacations Mm -hmm. a year, but research has shown that longer vacations actually aren't any more beneficial for us than shorter vacations. So if if you're feeling like, oh, I can't take that much time. That's so much resting. Like, oh, I can't, or like I own my own business. I can't take that much time off. You, you actually don't, you don't need to, if you're thinking about vacations about like two weeks or even one week, you can narrow it down and say, I can take a, I can take a five day vacation every every five weeks and that's enough and it could be you know a a weekend saturday sunday and a holiday and then you only take two days off of work Mm. every for a five-day vacation right and you could do that every every 10 weeks and that's enough and as long as you're doing it properly as long as you're you know relaxing detaching controlling doing these doing things that are going to be restful for you as long as you're doing that and like i said compartmentalizing a rest period of three days could be just as beneficial or even more beneficial than a two week vacation where you're not, you're, you're not compartmentalizing and you're not allowing like full rest to like Mm -hmm. take over for you. Right. So 
short vacations can be just as beneficial if you're doing it right. You just have to say, okay, vacation time, let's do like, let's do this. You know, like I'm a hard worker, I'm a hard rester, let's rest, like, let's get to it. And then you can come out of it feeling just as good as if you took like a three week vacation that you didn't do, you know, you didn't do it properly. Mm -hmm. I love that. Jenica, are there any tips you would give us to help us rest harder and really get into more of a vacation mode mentality more frequently? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think that it's really about like designing vacations for you. Right. And I think that's something that you're probably really good at with like coaching people and stuff is like getting, getting to know who are you, like what makes you rest. And it's taken Mm -hmm. me a really long time because I was like you when I was living in Cancun and I was in my twenties, somebody would be like, Oh, let's go to Croatia for a yacht party. And I'd be like, I'm there. Like, let's go. Right. And, and there's, there's a time and place for those. I like to call that like more of an adventure than a vacation because it's not work recovery. It's still valuable. Like I, I love that. I, backpack through South America like those those are still really valuable experiences I wouldn't tell anyone to say no to those but we also have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves from a recovery perspective and say you do a yacht in Croatia for 10 days or whatever maybe when you come home book two days where you're like okay phones away I got a yoga class planned I'm gonna sleep 12 hours this day you know and like decompress and like take time so that you're not ignoring your rest periods. You can still have those adventures, but make sure like you always have to have in the back of your mind, like every 10 weeks, I should be taking a little break to like decrease my stress levels. And even if I go to Croatia, I'm going to have this time where I can actually rest. Right. So it's, it's figuring out what works best for you and um, how, how, like what fills your recovery cup. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that. Amazing. Oh, so like my, my mindset's completely shifted on vacations now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> more vacations, but it's, it's really the feeling it's the decompressing. It's like how to put yourself in that relaxation phase. And I know for some of us that like can't travel all the time, or if it's like seasonal depression, which can also affect productivity, it's getting creative. And I love what you said, even a staycation, like, can you book an Airbnb for yourself for one night, two nights, like even just shifting the environment, you know, getting out of town could be helpful too. So I think there's so many ways to get creative with whatever your situation looks like to really allow yourself to unplug. But I think also I want to share too, it's a decision and you have to decide to unplug and really put your phone away, shut your computer um, and really be present with yourself, be present with the people that you're with because the more that you feel create presence within your life, the more that I feel your productive, creative, happier human being, because no matter what you're doing, whether who you're with, if you're, if you, if you're a mom, if you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. The more that you can be present, the more you're going to be able to fill your own cup. And I think also like expand your intuition because you're going to be able to connect more with yourself and be like, oh, this is what I need. This is what this should shift this way. And this is how I now want to design my rest. And yeah, you just fill your own cup up more frequently on autopilot, in my opinion, when you start to create more presence for yourself. Yeah. And you mentioned like putting your phone away and like detaching. I I would argue that detaching is probably one of the most important things we can do. And I think it's scary. 
It's yeah. scary. It's the hardest and it's probably the most important and it's scary, right? Yeah. To, yeah. to like fully turn off your phone. And so you asked for a couple tips. I would say like start start with a small amount of time. You said that, you know, you have a timer. So like you could you could put your phone away for two hours or say only I'm only going to use it between 10 and 11 p.m. Or, you know, I'm only going to use it on one of the days of my vacation. Whatever it is, put put like some red tape around when you use your phone or when you're going to like be looking at your emails. Um, and another thing is, too, is thinking about work. So, so many people, even if they put their phone away, you have in the back of your mind like, oh, I forgot that appointment yeah. I was supposed to make or like I need to catch up with so and so or I have this meeting when I come back. I'm really stressed about it. Those thoughts can ruin your vacation just as much as being oh, on yeah. your phone and checking your emails can. Right. So. I like what I would suggest for that is if those thoughts come into your brain, just write them down and come back to them later. Like mm -hmm. they can, they can still be there, but it's really like a medic, like uh, an occupational recovery meditation where like the thoughts come into your brain and you say like, not right now, mm -hmm. you can write them down and you can come back to them later. So you don't like forget things if they pop up, that's fine. But like, you don't want to entertain them. You don't yeah. want to, you don't want to be sitting there on your vacation. You're, how many people have done this where you go to get a massage and for the whole 60 minutes, you're thinking about something stressful yeah, and you're not you're actually relax. relaxing. Yep. And then you come out of it. You're like, what just happened? Like, did I get a massage or did I just like spend an hour thinking about work? Right. Yeah, so yeah. like the thoughts are going to come in and what we need to do. And it's a skill. Again, you need to be able to say like, not right now I'm on vacation. And like, you really need to be present. Like you said, and like, get rid of all those thoughts. Mm-hmm say it louder because <laughs> it's yeah. definitely something that needs to be echoed and it is a skill. And so Jenica, my last question is, do you have any tips for building that skill? Cause I know a lot of people are probably like, uh, uh they can give an hour uh, once a week. So it's like, how do we start building that skill of deciding to really detach and just be present? With yeah. Well, it, it's like a muscle, right? So like start out small, start out with small goals, like say an hour, put your phone away for an hour. If you're used to being on it all the time, see how that feels. Mm -hmm. If that works, you know, try two hours, three hours, four hours, work your way up. It's like, yeah. you know, I talked about earlier pushups, like start out with one. Once you do that, do two, three, four. So like it, it's a skill and you have to work at it. And then, like I said, two thoughts are going to come into your brain, right? They're always going to come into your brain. And it really is like meditation in that you have to not entertain them you have to think you know I'm present if you're in a massage instead of like entertaining the thought focus on the pressure like the feeling that you get from somebody massaging you focus on like like wiggle your toes think about that it's it's about you know not entertaining those thoughts that come into our brain and starting out small with putting your phone or closing your emails and all that yeah oh I love that Jenica so much Oof, what a great conversation. And yeah, I'm going to start getting into vacation mode a lot more than I thought that I needed to. Um, yes. Jenica, how can we connect with you and learn more about vacation mode? Yeah, so I'm I'm on Instagram and I'm on TikTok as well, but I'm probably most active on Instagram. So just at the vacation nerd. Um, and then my book's coming out in March, so yes. going to be publishing it very soon. And then, um, if you're following on Instagram, you'll get updates there. Amazing. And so my, my yeah. last question too, is going to, I was going to ask, is there anything you're working on right now that we can get involved in? 
Um, just the book. I also do like a newsletter every approximately every 10 weeks as a reminder that you need a vacation. Um, and in those newsletters, yeah, you can sign up on my Instagram, but in those newsletters, I just usually talk about some of the science behind vacationing or some of the tips that we have going on. I just talked about our Christmas vacation in the last one and how we can kind of optimize that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I'm working on. Beautiful. Well, Jenica, thank you so much. And everyone go connect with her and start to get into vacation essence mode, feeling embodiment, all the things like ASAP, because it will shift the way that you are present with people. It will shift your productivity, your inspiration, and most importantly, your happiness. So thank you so much for being here today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Mm, what a powerful episode coming on here just to lovingly remind you that we now have a question form to fill out so if you would like your question answered or if you would like to hear more specific topics or hear from specific guest experts i'm really inviting you to go to the show notes click the link for the question form and fill out your question it can be completely anonymous this just helps me craft and curate the best conversations with expert leaders and also solo episodes